So for the past few times that I've walked through the gates of UC Health Park to watch a Rocky Mountain Vibes baseball game, I am hit instantly with the scent, the sights, and the sounds of a baseball team that have memories running through my head non-stop. Memories of my childhood. Well over about 25 years ago, if not a little bit longer, the Color Springs Sky Sox, which was the AAA affiliation of the Colorado Rockies, was the team that played at UC Health Park. At that point in time, it was named Security Service Field. And growing up, my grandparents who raised me ended up always taking me out to Sky Sox games. It was a family tradition, and... I, there's so many memories I have at that that I'll discuss on this podcast as time goes on. But the one story that I wanted to start this podcast out with is the one that stands out of my memory long and behold, back in 1996-97 time frame, the Colorado Rockies were on a break. Um, I believe they came back to Denver, Colorado from a road trip and had a little bit of a break before they were essentially um, playing again um, at home. And the Colorado Springs Sky Sox were playing their uh, first game um, of their series and there was a lot of aspect to it where the Colorado Rockies were looking to call up some players. And sure enough, that one game we went to, I'm standing up on the uh, concourse area next to the food area. And this little area is where the players would come out of the locker room area and they'd walk down a flight of steps to get to the field. At this point, I got a few autographs. On a baseball I had, Um, conveniently enough, it was a Colorado Rockies baseball um, that I was just getting players that had played either in the major leagues on the Rockies team or were heading up to the Rockies um, being called up from the AAA team. And I, I pan over looking at the doorway where the players came out and there's a bunch of guys in suits and ties walking out. Which is kind of weird at this point in time because it's probably about 15-20 minutes before uh, the start of the game. The Most of the Colorado Springs Sky Sox players had already come out. It was mainly the pitching staff uh, that was uh, coming out uh, to head to the bullpen. And when, we're, when I'm standing there trying to get autographs, I, I'm thinking, oh, that's weird. There's some guys in suits and ties. Well... They kind of move over a little bit, and between them is the Colorado Rockies manager at that point in time, Don Baylor. Now, if you're familiar at all with baseball, you know who Don Baylor was. He was the manager for the Colorado Rockies. He eventually became the manager for the Chicago Cubs, and he had done a lot of other coaching positions and playing in Major League Baseball for quite some time. I was roughly probably about 9 or 10 years old, and at that point in time, I was a huge Rockies fan. Uh, The team had just started a couple years prior to that, and 
I could not, for the life of me, comprehend how excited I was that Don Baylor was there. And it was my now goal to get his autograph. So they come out of this locker room area, and he ends up actually coming in a different gate onto the concourse and heading down to some seats. But you know, this kid here, being the baseball fan he was, I somehow made my way as politely and kind as I could be in the middle of these these guys in suits and ties. And my guess is they were Rockies ownership or management, upper level um, people that were with him. And I get up and this little kid asks right away, can I get your autograph? Can I get your autograph? And he took the ball. He signed the ball. And he gave it back to me. And I thanked him. That ball, essentially, I, I may still have. Um, I'll have to look for it if I find it. I'll post a picture on Instagram of it. Um, at that point in time, I ended up uh, running. And I mean running down the concourse, down the steps to where... My grandparents were sitting. Our seats were always behind the first base dugout, which was the Collar Spring Sky Sox dugout. And at that point in time, I'm running down and I'm running, trying to not fall down the steps. Happy as can be, in shock almost. And I, I go up to my grandma and grandpa and their friends that were with them. And I'm like, you're never going to believe who I just got an autograph from, and who I just met. And them thinking that you just met Sky Sox players. These are the players that my grandma knew personally, a few of them. Um, so she was thinking it was probably one of the pitchers that we knew, and I was just kidding around that, oh, I, I can't believe I got this autograph. And I said, Don Baylor. And they looked at me, puzzled, and they're like, no way you got Don Baylor. It's probably someone that looks like him. Are you sure? And I and all of a sudden, you hear a little rift in the crowd around us, kind of cheering and pointing and, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what's going on? And sure enough, Don Baylor is up in the bleacher seats. Um, and kind of to give you an example of UC Health Park, um, security service field at the time, it is box seats for the lower section, which is normally your higher price tickets and season ticket holders. And then you have your bench seats, which are bleacher seats, which is your cheaper seats for general admission. And sure enough, everyone was pointing out that sh there was Don Baylor. My grandparents both looked at me and were shocked to that extent that I had met him. And... I was so thrilled and happy that I got his autograph that I just could not believe it. That was the, that was not even the start of when I was liking baseball. It was probably in the prime of me liking baseball. And let me, you know, before I go any further, let me introduce you to my podcast. This is the Graham Slam Podcast. And I am a fan podcast for the Rocky Mountain Vibes baseball team. Now, to kind of give you some insight on the Rocky Mountain Vibes, um, the 
they were essentially the triple a affiliation um of the milwaukee brewers um now of course they were the Colorado springs sky Sox. um prior to that they were the triple uh, a affiliation to the uh, Colorado rockies and i believe even before that it was the cleveland indians so Growing up in Colorado Springs, Colorado, um, we have always had baseball, um, at least since I was born. I was born in 1987, so I'm 34 years old. And to this day, I will never forget the memories again that I experienced at the baseball park. Um, it made me want to be a baseball player when I grew up. Um, you could ask anyone. I played baseball day and night. It didn't matter if it was midnight and you couldn't see the ball. I was out there hitting baseballs, throwing, you name it, I was doing it. And ever since then, um, as time went on, I grew up. I, I really didn't have much time to go to the baseball games. would go here and there with um, people I knew that may have had extra tickets. Um, it wasn't until ended up having kids that I really wanted that memory to to flow with my kids and to be able to go to baseball games whenever, wherever, um, to show my kids that just being family and that baseball is a good sport. Um, I, I kind of grew out of baseball a little bit as I grew older and kind of towards moved towards more of a football fan, but being in person at baseball, no matter what it is, is completely different than watching it on TV. I think it, it, it has a little heart, a place in my heart, definitely. Um, but essentially, I wanted to create this podcast because the Rocky Mountain Vibes and the Pioneer League um, kind of not necessarily went rogue, but they kind of went a different level um, with everything that they were doing. And the Major League Baseball organization um, started cutting a lot of these rookie-affiliated rookie teams um, over the past year, especially with the pandemic. Um, the Rocky Mountain Vibes baseball team came into um, came into basically play in 2019 for their opening year. They were a... Um, level A rookie affiliation team of the Milwaukee Brewers. And then once MLB came through and kind of ruffled its feathers throughout the um, minor league system, the Pioneer League took on their own kind of league to do whatever they want with it. Um, there's eight teams in it, as you all know. And at this point right now, we have essentially a good... Um, aspect of what baseball looks at like going forward in Colorado Springs. Um, we almost essentially lost it at one point, um, but we are um, it's here to stay for now. Who knows where that'll go down the road. The Pioneer League seems to be growing next year. Um, so I want to give kind of just, like I said, my background. My name is Brandon Anderson and the expectation of this uh, podcast is to give you a week-by-week review of the Rocky Mountain Vibes, the Pioneer League, and anything that stands out um, for the Rocky Mountain Vibes. 
I, I hope down the road to potentially get some interviews with players, coaches, um, other fans potentially. Um, there's room for quite a bit. Um, but in in this podcast overall, it is to enjoy baseball, to have conversation about baseball, and to really build off of the Pioneer League and what they are looking to do with baseball and where to go with it. Um, hopefully this continues to grow here in the uh, Midwestern part of um, the country here in America. And let me go ahead and let's get this star- the show started off with week one and week two full review. Um, this will be a segment every week. Um, the current timeline of the Pioneer League baseball schedule uh, usually will start on a Wednesday night and it'll go all the way through Monday evening. Um, they can have day games, they have night games, it just kind of depends on the day. Um, Tuesday night is always going to be the off night. Um, that is kind of set in stone. I think the Rocky Mountain Vibes have one Saturday off later in the season. Um, but this podcast will essentially be airing Tuesday into Wednesday morning. Just depends on when I can get it uploaded. Um, but let's go ahead and dive into week one and week two full review. And here we go. So week leaders for the uh, Rocky Mountain Vibes. Edgar Salazar is leading the Rocky Mountain Vibes with four home runs in the past 15 games. Jacob Barfield is leading with an average of uh, .386 batting average. And then Manny Q. I believe is how you pronounce his last name. I may screw that, but I'll learn as we go. Is tied with Edgar Salazar for the most RBIs, which is nine. Um, ju- when we look at the pitching staff, um, this is where the Rocky Mountain Vibes have struggled um, so far this season. Now, of course, there are two leaders on the um, team, essentially, and that's uh, Yasel Ochoa with the most strikeouts, which is 14. And then Aaron Solis with the lowest ERA of 3.08%. The Rocky Mountain Vibes, is this is where the issue comes into play. And I do apologize if you hear the sound of a train in the background or a train horn or noise. Um, I am recording this podcast uh, in downtown Colorado Springs. So if you hear sounds, sights and sounds... It is the outside. Um, so the, the vibes, essentially, this is where the problem comes into play, where the pitching staff is having a major issue. The Rocky Mountain vibes have given up 163 runs in 15 games and only scored 91 total runs. The vibes are currently nine games back from first place, but are sitting in second place of the South Division of the Pioneer League with a 5-10 and record with the, Colorado, with the Grand Junction Rockies right behind them at 5-10 and as well. Now, of course, the uh, Grand Junction Rockies are behind the Rocky Mountain Vibes because they essentially beat them um, in the first three games. They 
won that series two to one, so they get the the main advantage over the Rockies. Um, some transactions to speak about um, the Rocky Mountain Vibes on June first, two thousand twenty one. Alan Garcia was placed on the inactive list as he has been reassigned to Moncova, which is the Mexican or Mexico, I guess you could call um, league for baseball. The Rocky Mountain Vibes are their um, lower seed affiliation or rookie league affiliation, I believe. I think it's Monclova is how you pronounce it. Again, I apologize for some of these um, names or whatnot. I'll, I'll learn them as time goes on. And then on June 4th, 2021, Dylan Selcado was also placed on the inactive list as he's been reassigned as well. Um, to the Monclova um, baseball team. So he's basically, they've been essentially promoted is how you would see it. It'd be like the AAA team going to the major leagues. Um, the fun fact about uh, Monclova is that Bartone, Big Sexy, colon, is pitching for them um, at I think he's 47 years old of age now, um, and he is doing an excellent job. I am. We are hoping that they send him down to the Rocky Mountain Vibes for a game or two. Um, they could really boost attendance. Rocky Mountain Vibes, if you're all listening to this, get him to the Springs for a game. It would be amazing, and I'm pretty sure it'd bring up attendance pretty good. Um, The next thing I want to kind of move on to is week three preview. Now, depending on when you're listening to this episode, week three begins tomorrow, which is Wednesday, June 9th. And I believe that game starts at 6.05 p.m. Mountain Time here in Colorado Springs at UC Health Park. Um, And I'll go into a little more here shortly about that, but I am a season ticket holder to the Rocky Mountain Vibes. Um, and I'll kind of go over that. I will maybe at some of the game tomorrow night. Not quite sure. I'll go over more of that in my a little more of my background um, later in the show. Um, but week three preview. Rocky Mountain Vibes are about to go into their biggest test of the season. Now, of course, as I release the rankings of uh, week two onto my Instagram page earlier, Um, As you notice, I have rated the Rocky Mountain Vibes in last place in the entire division. um, Or the Pioneer League, not division. The fact that the Rocky Mountain Vibes gave up those 163 runs in 15 games. And just in the past 9 games, um, or 6 games, with the um, Idaho Falls Chuckers... They essentially gave up more runs than they have all season long in that six-game stretch. And that that's why I, frankly, rated them back to last place. I think there is a lot to say about that. Um, Idaho Falls Chuckers moved up to third place. I think they improved quite well against the Vibes. Um, but when we look at week three... There is another six-game series, and the Ogden Raptors come into Colorado Springs. They are 14-1 and on the season. They broke a 
all-time record for the Ogden Raptors team last night for the most consecutive wins, which was 13, and they are on a 13-game winning streak. They also lead the league, I believe. It may, it may be more the South Division um, in every category. Batting average, home runs, RBIs, even on the pitching side, they rule with total wins, strikeouts, and best ERA currently through the first 15 games. That says a lot. And it says a lot that in the first 15 games, the Raptors are averaging 10 runs per game on average. And with them coming into Colorado Springs for another six-game series, just like the Rocky Mountain Vibes and most teams just finished up, um, you couldn't, uh, you could not have a worse team to come in and face than the Ogden Raptors. Uh, the Rocky Mountain Vibes won last night. Um, their pitching staff did quite amazing uh, compared to the previous five games in uh, Idaho Falls and held the Chuckers to one point. They scored three runs. So it's going to be a challenge to see what happens with the overall pitching staff of the Rocky Mountain Vibes. And mind you, a lot of the Rocky Mountain Vibes pitching staff, um, with them being a f- affiliation to the Mexico League, a lot of their players are between the ages of 15 and I think 23 or 24, may even be younger than the 23-24 range. Um, but I know the youngest, I believe, is 15 years old. Not like here in America. Um, here in America, if you're 15, 16 years old, you're still playing in high school. Um, I'll have to do some more research on that, of what their aspect in Mexico is like, because um, it, it's kind of fascinating to kind of understand that. But these are kids. These are these are babies, basically. And, and not to use the term babies as, like, immature or anything like that there could be some immaturity there um but they're they're just kids and they are playing pro baseball essentially is the pioneer league and again what worries me the most is the fact that the raptors are just dominating they are dominating on all levels if the rocky mountain vibes pitching staff cannot hold it together these games are going to be long the scores are going to be high. Um, if I'm not mistaking, the uh, Ogden Raptors scored 31 runs in one game recently. It could have also been the uh, Missouri um, Missouri, I believe is how you pronounce it, the Paddleheads. I apologize if I mispronounce that city. Um, could have been one of those teams. I think it was Ogden that had the highest scoring game. And when you look at them coming into town, that's going to be a problem. And the more the vibes lose, tendons could fall, um, things like that. So hopefully this day, travel from last night into today, practicing, getting stuff back on track, and kind of resetting the team is what they need to do. So the biggest part of week three we look at is essentially... If the Vibes pitching staff cannot hold up with the 
Raptors scores, scoring runs, hitting home runs, stuff like that. Hopefully, the Rocky Mountain Vibes batting can match up, if not try to overtake the pitching staff and win games. Um, that That's essentially the key to winning here is to keep up with the, the uh, Ogden Raptors and to use that pitching staff as much as can be. I know in some games they've kind of gone through their entire pitching staff in a game. So that'll be a challenge. Um, but at least to kind of wrap this podcast up, um, we are currently sitting at about 24 minutes for this first episode. Um, probably keep the first episode short and then dive into more of episodes as we go on. So give it about five more minutes of the podcast and move on to week three of the Pioneer League. Um, but I, I wanted to just let you know I am a season ticket holder. Um, I have three season tickets for uh, my wife, kids. We usually can split them up or however we want to do that or save them, save some of the extra seats for later games um, to take everyone essentially. And I have been a season ticket holder for three years now. Now, of course, last year did not count because there was no season um, because of the pandemic, everything being canceled or whatnot. Um, But when the Rocky Mountain Vibes became a baseball team, um, I elected at that point to get uh, become a season ticket holder with all the great benefits they had and to give again that enjoyment, that memories and stuff like that to my kids that I got to do as a kid as well. Um, So the other big thing I learned this past week in week two of the Pioneer League was the... Pioneer League is holding tryouts at the end of July for baseball and never have really paid attention or heard that they've ever done this. I don't know if it's the first time they have, um, but they are holding it on the 24th and 25th in Ogden, Utah, where the Ogden Raptors play. And I may be 34 years old. And have had some baseball experience. But I'm really wanting to go try out to potentially play baseball. And really put my money where my... Or my mouth where my money is or whatever that saying is. Because, you know, as fans, we sit there all the time when our teams are losing. And sit there and say, oh, we could do a better job. We can do a better job of this. Let me go out there and play. Let me go out there and play. You know what? Maybe the time is to really see if I can potentially do that. Now, of course, there's no guarantee that I'd ever end up on the Rocky Mountain Vibes. Um, With my luck, I'd probably end up with another team that has nothing to do uh, with the Vibes. But I think the experience would be great, and it would check off another little goal of mine that growing up here in Colorado Springs, wanting to play baseball, Um, I played some baseball in high school, didn't get to actually physically do much with that because I ended up having to have a job. Um, I was named the starting pitcher um, for the Harrison High School Panthers. I I don't know how that happened, but it did. Um, Pitching was never my goal in baseball. It was either going to be first base or center field-ish, kind of take after 
heroes of mine growing up, Andres Galarraga with the Colorado Rockies slash the Atlanta Braves, and then center field definitely for Ken Griffey Jr. Not tall like him, obviously, but it was two of my favorite positions to play. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into this a little bit more um, over the next couple weeks and make that decision to potentially head up to Ogden at the end of July and try out. Worst case scenario, I land flat on my face. Best case scenario, I get signed to a 2021 contract or get an invite to the 2022 spring uh, training um, with the Pioneer League. So we'll see. I definitely uh, made the comment on the Pioneer League's uh, social media account through my stories talking about wanting to do it, but uh, it looks like you had to have some kind of college or high school experience, which I really don't have official experience with, Um, but I thought it would be pretty awesome essentially to get to do that. So they did confirm that there was no experience needed and that anyone can try out um, so if you are interested at all, go to pbltryouts.com for all information on that. Um, but I want to just give kind of that closing closing part to the podcast um, as we are sitting here at 29 minutes. So let's close the podcast up here. Just want to thank everyone for tuning in to this week's episode. And I hope to essentially... See you back here. If you haven't already, subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. Soon enough, I will have a YouTube channel going um, and potentially uh, streaming some of the games or doing uh, live uh, watch-alongs or whatnot of the games when the Rocky Mountain vibes are on the road or whatnot. Um, but to kind of give you a little more in background of myself, I am uh, currently a, a volunteer wildland firefighter here in color springs um and during this time every wednesday night i have uh training that i attend uh so i may not be at the games early um to start out with but may catch the end of them um but just wanted to let everyone know of that i am hoping to have more of the starting lineups up as soon as they go up on the website or when i arrive at the uh, stadium and doing some uh, live uh, broadcasts as well, potentially on TikTok as well as a platform that I may be joining. So again, thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and hope to look forward to more people listening and getting into the Rocky Mountain Vibes baseball team or the Pioneer League in the, in general Um, It is a great time to be a baseball fan at a lower level than the major leagues. And frankly, if you're tired of some stuff the major leagues are doing, start watching some of these pickup um, pro kind of leagues where essentially you may have more fun in your town if they have a team um, and get to know local players or players from around the world at this point. So that's all I have for today, um, and I will see you back here next Tuesday night for week three coverage, and that is it. Have a great one, everyone.